Mountain Horror Call Trash Over the Show discusses all the masterpieces and trash pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we have a special guest, our third ever special guest. We have someone who is a comedian, a Twitch streamer, a bad movie reviewer, and one of my best friends. We have Luke Poulton here. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> so the reason we have uh, Luke here today is because he he shares the special experience of uh, watching the premiere of this wonderful film with us, didn't you? Yeah, I don't know why they call it the U- They said it was UK premiere, but I can't find it premiering anywhere else. I think we, def- <laughs> I think we definitely had the world premiere of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you not premiere on Vimeo first? <laughs> <laughs> we watched the Vimeo premiere. <laughs> Yeah, so normally I'd have trivia for you now, but there's not a lot. Other than there's, there's like an interview where the director says this wasn't his vision. The, yeah. yeah, that seems to be his sort of thing about this film. Yeah. This wasn't my vision. Um, I did look on his Twitter and he probably will listen that then. <laughs> <laughs> no, podcast uh, is talking about this. Um, but he, he did, he seems to mention the Snyder Cut a lot. <laughs> And how great it is that we'll finally see the director's vision for Justice League. And I think he feels very much the same way about Anderson Falls. Yeah, Darkness Falls. Yeah, Yeah, Anderson Falls is his cut. Darkness Falls is uh, the new league. But that's the thing. You'd think, because let's give a bit of a backstory about when we watched this. So we watched this at Fright Fest and there was the problem with the video. And... uh, it was meant to be the the opening film of the final day, but was it we final day? Watching Nightmare Radio instead because they couldn't get it working. Um, and whilst they were trying to get it working, we were watching it on the big screen in front of everybody else on the Vimeo account, trying to stream it, and it was just fucking awkward. Yeah, yeah, it was awkward. Oh God, I didn't, um, didn't realise it. I, completely, I thought it was second day, the final day. That closed the festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this closed the festival eventually. Um, and <laughs> it was so important to get this film shown. Now, you don't, they were saying you don't want to miss this film. Uh, <laughs> and they were right. <laughs> and this was right at the beginning of COVID as well. So yeah. we're all putting ourselves in danger <laughs> hanging around waiting for this film to start. You know, so it definitely wasn't worth it in the end. Well, you say that. I mean, <laughs> when they did show it, <laughs> everybody in the screening was laughing. But the director still didn't think that he needed to change anything for the final release. No, I, this, that's the weird. The only place it's been released on Blu-ray is in Germany. That's the only... <laughs> That's the only place that people have got the chance to watch this on Blu-ray. <laughs> what those lucky German people. Why Germany? And 90, 99p on Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really the price? <laughs> so yeah, so Anderson Falls, also known as Darkness Falls, directed by Julian Siri, who also directed Nightfare, Scorpion and Yamakaze. Have you had the pleasure of seeing any of those, Luke? It's so weird, because Night Fair showed at uh, one of the Fright Fests, um, I can't remember what year it was, I think it was 20, it might have been 2015. Or, um, and that wasn't that bad, it was just a uh, taxi driver going around pretty much just killing people. Um, it was a bit slow at points, but it, 
it wasn't the same vibe as this film, which is really confusing. Yeah. It was like this sort of darker film that had some quite nice cinematography at points and a really cool fight scene. And then I was thinking, oh, Anderson Falls going to be the same. I think it was, I don't know if you were, you must have been at the Fright Fest um, the year before this, where they kept showing the trailer for it. See, I missed the trailer. You saw yeah, the trailer, they, but I didn't get to see it. I saw the trailer three times of him smashing his hand on the um, counter at the police station and throwing one piece of paper off the off the counter. <laughs> like that that's what I kept seeing over and over again. And that then they released that terrible poster of him screaming into the sky. Like the I can't believe they kept showing this trailer and then we got it at Glasgow oh, Fright Fest and yeah. What? They showed it what, yeah, what showed it a year a year early. They showed it. I think it might have yeah. actually been 2018 that they showed it. Well, one of the uh, hosts of the festival, um, Alan, introduced this uh, and said that it stars one of the stars from Lock and Key. Um, of course, <laughs> he was referring to <laughs> he was referring to Sean Ashmore, but <laughs> Sean Ashmore isn't in Lock and Key. Yeah, when he came up and was like, has everyone seen Lock and Key? And everyone was like a bit confused because <laughs> it's his brother. It's not him. It's his brother that looks like him. and He's identical to him. But yeah, it's... Uh, Can I be was... honest on that one? What? I didn't notice. I, d- I don't know who the Ashmores are. Well, to be fair. Sean Ashmore, star of this film, um, with his Oscar-worthy performance, played Iceman in the X-Men films. Um... I don't know if did. I don't know what else he's done. Um, did you ever see? Did you ever see Frozen? Not the Disney movie, the oh, one where they were in the the, the ski lift. Yeah, the Adam Adam uh, Green film. Yeah, yeah, he was he was in that. I'm trying to think what else he's been in. Um, Man of Maiden computer game. Remember when we got shown the trailer for that oh. a million times at Friday Fest? <laughs> Another trailer we got to see a thousand times at Friday Fest. Uh, yeah. Also starring Gary Cole. What's, what's Gary Cole been in? I know Gary Cole because he played the dad in the Brady Bunch films from the 90s. I and that's it. So he hasn't done a lot since then. He's been in, he was in, um, is it Cop Blockers? Co- oh, Blockers. Blockers. Oh, yeah. excuse me. <laughs> yeah, you, can't, you can't say that. They had, to, cha- they had to change the name, <laughs> didn't they? Excuse <laughs> me. My apologies. Uh, <laughs> and of course, it's starring. One of our faves, <laughs> the wonderful Lin Shay. Oh, no. I don't know her. What happened to Lin Shay? Like, she used to be in some really good horrors, and then over the yeah. past few years, you switch on anything, and she's just in it. Like, she's in any dog shit <laughs> movie now. Like, even The Grudge, when she was in the, that, like, I was like, oh, okay, you're the, you're the best thing in the film, but then you just turn into cutting your fingers off and screaming in people's faces. Peekaboo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. What is? Oh, I will never forget jumping in the cinema. Not because it was a jump scare, because I was like, "Who the fuck has just turned up the sound to the thousand on this?" <laughs> the thing with Lin Shay is, you know, we said this on our, our episode about Blumhouse. She is a lady over the age of seventy who is the face of a horror franchise. That's a big deal. That, that's that's progression in horror cinema. She was lucky to get in studio. Yeah. Let, let's, be, let's be fair. You know, you're a woman of a certain age in Hollywood. There's only so many roles. She happened to land a really good one. And she was good in it. Yeah. And that's why she sort of made something of it. Yeah. Um, but she, I think she was very fortunate to have landed that role. 
But then, you know, you'd think she'd go on to better things. Now she's got that opportunity, she's had that platform, but she went on to Anderson Falls on the grudge. Yeah, but that's, cause that's probably <laughs> the best. That's why I'm saying she was lucky to get it. That was probably the best she's gonna get. I think what else I've seen. I, only, I really just remember as the teacher from Nightmare on Elm Street, that's the best. <laughs> I just remember her from Something About Mary. Yes, she was oh, in that, yeah. She was. Is she the, she, um, she's the one that yeah. gets her yeah gets her boobs bitten by the dog at one point, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. I know she's in this. That was the only thing about the Insidious films is they kept putting her in them even after what happened to her. And it was just like, oh, the fourth yeah. film is it's her ghost. And it was like, oh, that's a bit dragging yeah, it out. It, it, was, it was like, I think... She'd been such a fan base from it that people just wanted her back, even though she died in the first film. So they just had to find ways to keep bringing her back. Um, I mean, I'm sure she'll probably even be in the fifth film, like, <laughs> as a ghost. <laughs> oh, probably. But until then, we have Anderson Falls. So the, <laughs> let's get into this piece <laughs> of shit. Um, so the plot of this film is after his wife's death, Detective Jeff Anderson becomes convinced he, that she has been murdered. Obsessed with his investigation, he finds out that his wife is a victim of a team of father and son serial killers and sets out to stop them. I mean, it's accurate. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty yeah. much it, yeah. let's be fair. This is also probably the most recent film we've done on the podcast. Like, this is actually released this year. This was, yeah, yeah. So... It was that bad. We it's, just had to get it out of there. So, starting the film, is title media a real company, or was that just a generic thing they put up instead of actual titles? Oh, I don't know. It's a no, generic name. Yeah, I think Title Media is. I can't. I think they've been. On, I've seen them on a few. It's been weird. There's a lot of um, horrors that have been just put onto streaming this year, and I think they've done a few of them. Because yeah. he said something that about how he had how he had like two films with them, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, and apparently he's got six others in production. Can't wait for that. Okay. We get some of the most bland opening titles over shots of, of the city, uh, and then we get a flat that looks like it's above a pub in London. Yeah, and it's the most generic soundtrack. He definitely seen Drive. I'm saying he he definitely seen Drive and thought, oh, I can yeah, do that. Yeah. But yeah, he, he was desperate to try and recreate Drive, but instead it sounds like something in between like CSI and a superhero movie. Like the, the ending, it sounds like something you'd hear at the end of a superhero film. <laughs> oh, what about the montage where he's so, eating lunch in his car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we'll get to that shortly. Yeah, um, I'm getting so too we get far. Mark and Adam. <laughs> Adam looks like a budget version of Robert Patterson, and he was in Grave Encounters too. Oh yeah, I remember him. That's, is... He was in Grave Encounters and um, appeared in like three episodes of Bates Motel. He the, did, yes. In the first season. Who's this? Um, the guy who plays Adam. I didn't get his name. Oh, okay. The young, yeah, yeah. the younger guy that's going around with him. Yeah, because yeah, it takes a while to get to their names, doesn't it? Whereas everybody else, they make sure they say their names yeah. in the first scenes. It makes, so obviously the way that we do a podcast is we go through the film line by line, making our notes. And so I have to make up stupid names for people until we what actually find out. What was your stupid out. name for it? It was just Dude and Younger Dude, oh, unfortunately. Not budget, not pass. Well, I was going to say uh, Mike Brady, but <laughs> I thought I might confuse myself there. So they confront um, a lady 
called Elizabeth in her flat and she wants to know how they got in. Now this scene is what we saw when they were setting it up at Fright Fest and we watched this scene so many times and it's some of the laziest camera work I've ever seen in any film. I think someone just puts it on top of like a cabinet and just leaves it while, yeah. she, get, while she gets the pills shoved into her mouth. Like it doesn't move once. And it's like, oh come on, she's getting pills shoved in her mouth and it doesn't sound doesn't sound good or anything it's some of the worst acting of someone trying to swallow a pill and just keep coughing the whole time <laughs> well, <laughs> they're trying to go to frankie's bedroom and asks if she understands um he goes right into her ear he are you listening does it shout does it raise his voice to touch are you listening are you listening yeah and he's asking to swallow some pills and then he says you can swallow these or i can go down the hall and visit your son frankie Oh, is that his name? Did she not know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dialogue in this film is genius. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they were thinking at the time of writing, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> and then he goes. The scene goes on for ages, by the way. <laughs> and then he goes, "I count four more." <laughs> he counts four more. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God! Stop. <laughs> Yeah, she eventually takes the pills. Uh, the camera is stuck on this one angle still for like five to ten minutes. They're in a bath. Um, Mark visits Frankie's room and he says, Frankie, you lucky boy. And the kid does not give a shit. Well, I didn't know if he was awake or asleep. It's lit so darkly that I can't <laughs> really see what he's talking to. And, and then we see a slight close-up of the kid. But I, I don't know if he's asleep or He just goes back to bed. He does, yeah. He's not one of them. <laughs> so yeah so Adam puts Elizabeth in the bath and they slit her wrist I don't know if you noticed this Luke but the, the cut when they, when they slit her wrist it looks like it's CGI yeah there was definitely they, it looked like they didn't know how to do practical effects of a slitting a wrist when they could have just put a bit of fake, fake blood on the, on the razor blade that they meant to be doing and just have it yeah. drag, drag along but the blood looks slightly raised from the skin. <laughs> so this is when we're introduced to Jeff, our, our hero of the film, uh, Jeff Anderson, and uh, this and is CSI, Kelly. CSI. This part, yes. of, of this film. Yeah, this is pure CSI. This scene. They arrive at a criminal's flat. Uh, he escapes through the window, and Jeff handcuffs into a ladder and pushes the ladder over. Uh, before that, the criminal goes, "I'll fucking kill you," and Jeff says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the bit about pushing the ladder is how did he know the ladder was going to land on somewhere to actually stop? Yeah, like, how exactly. does he know that? The, the, when he he could have killed this guy. When he gets there and he's like joking about, he says, Oh, yeah, let's, oh, it's LAPD. We've got a few questions for you. And he's got a big grin on his face. So, what are you yeah. laughing at? What are you laughing about right now? And then when the guy's hanging, it's like that guy's wrists would have probably broken from. Yeah, from there, but he just hangs, hangs in there. And this, this guy, a... I, I was gonna say, I don't know how he's got his job still. It just works than that by the end of the film. He's, he's, throughout this film, it is just progression of him getting more and more unprofessional. Well, he doesn't read his his Miranda rights to him, does he? He just puts the cuff no. on him, pushes the ladder. It's like you meant to say you're under arrest and read him his Miranda rights, but it's like nope, just push the push the ladder. <laughs> What I noticed before as well is he's his partner, Kelly. Kelly, Kelly, she's already having a go at him, saying, "Well, your theory just doesn't work out." <laughs> and then they knock on the door. The guy runs away. Oh, his theory worked out in the end. 
<laughs> and then this theme continues throughout the whole yeah. fucking film. It's 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 borderline suspicious how he knows everything that's going on. Yeah, like. <laughs> So uh, they drive away with the criminal, and when Kelly drops uh, Jeff off, we get a rather bizarre series of events. Luke, what happens in this scene? Oh, the um says bye to her, then decides to knock on the back window, but a raspberry noise happens, and it's so <laughs> out of place that it had us laughing for way too long in the cinema because we didn't know what just happened. <laughs> in this film. Yeah, we, we laughed at this for about 10 minutes straight because <laughs> it sounded like they accidentally left a fart in the film. <laughs> Just like if you, does he, did he think when knocking on the back window of the car that the criminal inside is going to hear a raspberry noise like blown at him <laughs> back <laughs> quietly? Did he really think that was going to work? It's like, oh, that's really threatening. You've just blown a raspberry at the so more evidence of Jeff Anderson being unprofessional. He then watches um, Mark and Adam casually walk out, uh, down the street, but he, he's looking at them really suspiciously. Um, but you know, there's plenty of houses around there. They could have walked from anywhere. It doesn't, you don't see them coming from his apartment. Um, well, that, shot, then, that shot really bothers me. It's just the, yeah. like, it has to be that he's got out that part of the car. He just, instead of walking straight into his front door, just happens to turn around. And see these two yeah. guys walking, walking through the garden of the apartments. <laughs> and we assume it's uh, Mark and Adam. Yeah, we? I mean, we don't see the. Well, yeah, you just, you just see silhouettes, see don't you? So you yeah, know. just two blokes going about their business. <sighs> so <laughs> he then goes into his apartment, and Frankie said he had a nightmare that a bad guy came to his room, uh, and his mum. Um, who, who's now obviously dead, has painted Jeff a really shit-looking picture uh, as a surprise with a note attached to it. Yeah, well, she's uh, she's an artist, isn't she? Yeah, so well, this is the evidence we need to tell us. She's <laughs> an artist. She just flick, flicks yeah, everywhere. Just flicks <laughs> 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 and Jeff says, wow, it's so bright, so beautiful. Well, it's not, though, is it? I mean, it is bright. So he takes Frankie around the apartment looking for Elizabeth and eventually takes him into the bathroom. What if she was having a massive shit? Well, yeah, but then also, why has she not already said, you're right, love? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, love, I was work. <laughs> Got a pot in the oven for you. <laughs> he finds her dead, tells Frankie to go to sleep, uh, and then instead of calling an ambulance, he just takes her out of the bath and has a bit of a cry. That's, um, yeah, just grabs grabs her in his, in his arms, just cuddles her. Yeah. Um, but then after this, we, we get we go to a new scene, but we don't get a title card saying any sort of time has passed. But he's in a car with a much bigger beard now, and lots of empty pizza boxes in the back, which obviously demonstrates go through a rough time. But they only filmed this over eighteen days, so uh, yeah. what's happened there? <laughs> Is that a yeah. lie? <laughs> Do you think a fake beard? <laughs> I hope it was a fake beard. Do you think it was a fake beard? Really yeah, a bit of super glue. To, I, I wouldn't surprise you with this film. <laughs> they, can't, they can't do a, uh, a wrist being slit, but they can do a full-on fake beard. <laughs> so he's, he's listening to a police radio and drives to the scene of a crime. And because <laughs> the police force in this town is so unprofessional, 
one of the police officers pulls uh, a sheet back and you see a guy's uh, inside. And the police officer says, I guess his new tie didn't fit right. <laughs> then he tries to fucking fight him. <laughs> he slams him against the wall and another cop separates them. And all he says is, with all due respect, detective. And that's it. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, because how long is it meant to have been? Because he's just like, oh, his wife died. And doesn't he, does he say it's three months ago? Three months, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gives us this exposition, this other cop, um, by telling the other guy. See, he walks in here with no identification whatsoever, but yet this guy didn't know his backstory. Um, and he explains this story about his wife killing a stab, and he's been attending crime scenes for 1056. <laughs> and this cop who made the joke about the guy hanging himself was like, 1056? And he even got like, suicide scenes. How the fuck do you not know that? <laughs> Yeah, he should know that. We we don't necessarily know yeah. that. So you don't, you're meant to, no, you're meant to look up all the numbers beforehand to know exactly. <laughs> He's like a little companion guide, like, oh, this is what it means. <laughs> we watched a Long Good Friday the other night, and they had a little uh, uh, disclaimer at the beginning explaining <laughs> what words meant. In Cockney slang. In Cockney slang, and one of them was like, pumps. <laughs> They should have had that beforehand. Yeah, imagine if they had a, 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 an instruction guide for what things mean in Anderson Falls. Because, I mean, it's, it's beyond me still. That'd be a fucking long book. <laughs> I've just realised that. Um, what I didn't get is. It's, you know, it's on Prime. I've just I've yeah. completely forgot that if you do rent it on Prime, they have trivia on Prime. So I want to oh, know, know what trivia they actually put on screen. But, yeah, because you can pause it in certain scenes, can't you? And it tells you certain things. It does. Yeah. It, it does X-ray and it does trivia. Yeah, I was watching something the other day and it did that. It even tells you like the mistakes and everything. But I think it it probably does pull it from IMDb as well because there is bits. Yeah, so maybe it maybe it won't actually be there. Yeah, there's nothing on here other than this guy's interview and like a few interactions he had on Twitter where he's like, some one person enjoyed the film. It's like, well, at least you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he, he walks into, Jeff walks into uh, the office at the police station and Kelly's there. She's got his job now. He calls her your highness. And she says, I didn't steal your job. I took the damn job because you threw it down the toilet. Well, he, he didn't say he stole his job, did he? He was being condescending, wasn't he? Well, you know, what, what I found throughout the whole film is that the whole idea is that people think that Kelly stole his job, but no one actually really defends her. No. <laughs> so he never actually turns around and says, do you know what, I did flush it down the toilet. You're the right person for the job. It's just a given that actually, she probably didn't deserve the job. It's only because Jeff messed it up. Yeah. Which isn't really in keeping with what the theme of the film is meant to be, is that men can't deal with powerful women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll save that for the explanation as to why they're killing people. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, was that a spoiler? spoiler yeah, you can't, you can't give away the actual really incredible... <laughs> the twist. <laughs> the groundbreaking twist. Um, so, Kelly explains to Jeff that everyone's been calling him the suicide guy and uh, repeats exactly what the other cops said about him going around to suicide scenes. She tells him to take a homicide case instead because he's wasting his talent and she tells him that his wife's death wasn't shady, it's crazy. And he says, okay, and leaves. 
<laughs> what she also says is, with all due respect to Elizabeth, her work as an artist was very tormented. <laughs> <laughs> but not so long ago, you say, oh, this is so bright, so lovely. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> no one knows what was going on in her mind. Yeah. And he's I did, I was married to her. She was my best friend. <laughs> okay. <sighs> so he goes to his mum's house and takes a shower. Oh yeah, that's the yeah. just this camera below shot. We need to see him crying in yeah. the shower. <laughs> Do you actually think he was fully naked and the cameraman was just there underneath Sean Admiral's dick? Just like filming. <laughs> oh god. So <laughs> he looks at himself in the mirror and gets a knock on the door. It's his son. And he says, I heard the shower and I knew it was you. What is he the only person who takes a fucking shower in that house? Uh, also, it wouldn't be the first creepy guy that's uh, snuck into his home that's recently. True. You should be more careful with that. <laughs> There's a shot where Frankie looks at the camera for far too long after this, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in this film, and everyone listening who hasn't watched it, don't watch it, it's shit. <laughs> but, but just so you know, everything that happens goes at a snail's fucking pace. Yeah. So the shower goes on for far too long. <laughs> this Frankie stares at the fucking camera for far too long. <laughs> it's only an hour and a half. It's less than an hour. It's less than an hour and a half. It's like an hour and 20 minutes. Hour and 24. Hour and 24 minutes too long. <laughs> so Jeff's mum tells him, uh, Jeff's mum being Lynn Shea, tells him to sell his apartment and move on because it's, it's a terrible example for his son. Isn't it? It's a terrible example. Yeah, she seems to do this thing which is a terrible example for you. It's a terrible <laughs> example. And then, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil it again. It's that another theme is setting a terrible example to your sons <laughs> in yeah. this film as well. But it's like shoehorned in so much. She also says, I haven't seen you for a while. So who's been dropping the fucking kid up? <laughs> When did he see his kid? I don't understand. I don't understand what's been going on. Well, yeah, because the kid knew he was dead because he was taking a shower. So did he just give Lin Shay the kid? And she'd be like, oh, you look after him for a while. I was going to go say this to the He doesn't radio. return for three months. And she's like, oh, I haven't seen you for a while. <laughs> well, what, what's, what's the dynamic? I don't think this, the writers, well, the writer understood time. <laughs> I don't, it, at, at all. <laughs> I don't think he understands human beings or like anything at all. Um, he, so Jeff says to her, you're my mother and you understand what I'm going through. And then Jeff's mum says, you won't bring her back by killing yourself. There, I said it. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he storms out. Uh, he sits outside and has a cry and has a flashback of having a kiss with his wife. And then we get a title card saying three months later. So there's six, six months altogether in this <laughs> in this film. So we had a jump of three months, <laughs> explained, <laughs> only explained via a beard and um, pizza boxes. Empty pizza boxes. <laughs> and then we have another jump of three months that's actually explained. Yeah, and his beard hasn't changed length at all this time. It's still the same. So Kelly tells him to go to the hospital. Uh, and when he gets there, it's quite, it's quite strange because the room is in complete darkness. 
and, and this random woman, Miss Wilson, we found out her name. She, she's in, she's in bed. She's been beaten up by the looks of it. Um, but what, what's strange? She's got these bruises on her face. They, they did the same thing to her. They did to everyone else. Yeah. What? So well, yeah. What happened to her? For her to have all these bruises on her face that they didn't do to Elizabeth? Because they just had Elizabeth at gunpoint, didn't they? Yeah. Well, they show her in the. They do the weird flashback, don't they, of showing her in the bath, but you never really see any like punching or anything. It's no, just, no. It's just that she was someone because she she w- woke up, didn't she, after they left or something? Why am I forgetting? Yeah. yeah. This this whole no, film just mashed film. into mashed into <laughs> one thing for me that I've completely just everything. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's the one whose husband came in and stopped them. So they killed yeah. the husband or, or the boyfriend or whatever. And, uh, and that's how she survived. Yeah. So, yeah, so she, she gives some exposition. Um, they don't turn a light on still. Um, and, and uh, oh, I just, I just got a call. Is that still recorded? <laughs> I should call recorded. <laughs> um, so... I'm popular, really. I also get loads of calls all the time. Um, so, yeah, so she gives that position. So Mike, her boyfriend, left to go home. And then the Suicide Boys paid her a visit. Um, one of them's in his 60s and looked like he... <laughs> one of them was in his 60s and looked like he hated her guts. And the other one was in his 20s and had a gun. Um, the older guy handed her a bottle of sleeping pills, told her to take some, and then she has the flashback to them staring at her in the bath. Um... After this, she says to Jeff, I'm Jane, so, so call me Jane. And he's like, Jane? And she's like, no, don't say that. No, no, don't say that. <laughs> he didn't say anything. No. But then he, he tells her that her boyfriend I'm sorry, I, I sort of switched off periodically throughout the film. My myths and stuff. I switched off a second time. I think I've experienced, like in the cinema, I was like, oh, yeah, ready to get into this. This time I just skimmed it a bit and I think I've missed some. <laughs> I, I, did like, I, can't, I can't do the whole hour and 24 minutes. So I've got to quickly get to my bits that I... <laughs> I bet you wish you did that. I think I did. <laughs> Unintentionally. I know. I'm like, in fairness, I usually have quite a few pages when we do these, even the sort of shorter films. But this one, I really have just sped through it all. I do apologise. I'm so sorry, <laughs> the, everyone. The whole film's on YouTube as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's on, that's my favourite thing about it, being, about it being on YouTube, that I could put it on the two times speed, so it just speeds up everyone <laughs> talking. Makes it a much better oh, film. Oh, the best of the scenes are great. like that, and sped up. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> so we find out that Mike's dead, her boyfriend, and... Uh, Jeff tells Kelly that he told her so, and uh, he says, you understand what I have to do, right? And she goes, I do. You just said okay. Jeff, te- Jeff, tells, Jeff tells Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, he tells his sister, yeah. she turns up. <laughs> yeah, we never see Miss Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's I, can't remember, I can't remember Kelly walking <laughs> into the room. No, no, she's automatically there in the hallway, um, conveniently. <laughs> so Jeff goes to the crime scene. And says to the cop there, where's it at? What, the bathroom? Just fucking go look for the bathroom, lazy prick. So... <laughs> but the bathroom's not where I thought the bathroom would be, actually. In his defence, it's, like, up the stairs. And the bath's, like, in the same room. It's weird layout. It's in the middle of the room. It's yeah. like, I know, I, it's obvious they thought, oh, we can get a big house for this film. And it's like, you can get a nice house, but it still doesn't make the scene look any better. 
in this in this film. Like it doesn't it doesn't add anything to all oh, that. We've got a nice house, a nice little wooden floor with a bath in the middle of the room. <laughs> That's probably where all of the budget went. And yeah, normally gonna give you the budget um, for films, but I, I couldn't find any budget anywhere for this. What's our guesses? What do we think the budget was? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Lynch should be expensive enough. Yeah. It doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. No, no, I think maybe the director's trying to like erase it from its existence so no one ever finds it. And then here we are. I know. (laughs) (laughs) He stares at the bath for a while, then her bed, and then her magazine articles that she's got on her own wall of herself. So you know she's famous. (laughs) I noticed that. (laughs) She's a lot of herself, don't she? She's got some (laughs) motherfucking wall frames. Oh, look what I did. Um. (laughs) (laughs) luckily for uh jeff she did this yeah so he goes back to his old apartment has a vision of elizabeth staring out the window Uh, he then finds the painting that she did for him puts it on a stand and prints up pictures of all the victims and pins them up on a notice board before pulling stupid faces at them yeah i i I, what is the between how it was in the screenplay yeah (laughs) poor stupid faces that's all that's all he does throughout the entire film <laughs> Do you know what the German? T- I just found the German title. It's called Anderson Falls: A Cop on the Edge. <laughs> Why? Why do they need to add a cop on the edge to the end of the <laughs> Just in case you didn't know, by the stupid face he pulls throughout. <laughs> uh. it, it quickly changed to night time. And he puts pieces of paper up everywhere, so he knows he's going crazy. He's obs- he's a cop on the edge. And he's like that uh, meme, isn't he? The one with the, the guy, the theory um, guy. I don't even know what that's from. Oh, isn't that Charlie Day? Where he's got all the papers in the background. He's got all the papers yeah. in the background. <laughs> so it's a bit like that. Um, so he's now, it's now daytime. Um, because, because like Luke said, they don't understand how time works in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, He's standing on the roof of the apartment, it's daytime, and his kid gives him a call. And Why is he on the roof? Because he's a cop on the edge. Yeah, and he, was oh. just, he, was, he, had to, he had to have a little think as well up there. <laughs> cop on the roof. So, uh, now take in mind, and this is important to remember, when he answers a call, he knows it's his son. He, he, he addresses him as Frankie, he knows it's him. Um, and the kid asks if he's going to still going to Disneyland. And he's no, nah, no, nah, we're not going. And he's, he's like, what about tomorrow? No, nah, we're still not going. And uh, the kids like, oh, he's still looking for a bad guy. So like, two of them actually, they did some bad things. And the kids like, did they kill mum? So Lynchay snatches the phone of the kid and asks why he's talking about cases with his son. And Jeff says, I shit you not, for our listeners, this is the absolute truth. Jeff says, oh, oh sorry, there was no caller ID. So you didn't know you were talking to your son. <laughs> He's, he's, <laughs> he surprised me. Uh, you, he surprised he me. He asked if you were going to Disney and then you just said about the two men you were looking for. That's not, he didn't surprise you there. <laughs> this is so fucking dumb. <laughs> so we just thought it was some random kid just calling him, asking him to go to Disney. That's quite concerning. <laughs> when does he... Uh, Do I can't, <laughs> does he earlier on in the film say that they're going to Disney at any point? Because, no, no. because I don't understand why Lynch is then like, oh, you promised him you were going to Disney today. It's like it's just such just a random scene. Because why did anyone ever write in the script? 
the kid calls up and says, I'll be going to Disneyland today. So your dad's in the middle of a case. Like, when did he ever say to you, we'll go to Disney? Like, I want the different Anderson Falls where they just, he just quits the case and they just go to Disneyland. And that's just the end of the film. He just goes to Disneyland. He goes on a small world and starts seeing flashbacks of his wife everywhere. And on the right, he's like, I hate you. <laughs> That'd be much better. He goes on Space Mountain. You know, the whole, the whole roller coaster is dark. Yeah. So that's why it's called Darkness Falls. <laughs> but for the kid to ask, did they kill mum? He must know something about the case. Yeah. So he must be, are we going to just that? No, I'm just investigating your mum's murder. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that still going on? Yeah. You've been saying. doing that for six <laughs> months? Like, yeah. You've been six months. I'm going to Disneyland. Also, Lin Shay, she must be retired. Why can't she take him? Yeah, it's true. She must have a lot of time on her hands. She takes him to the park later on. That's, um, the, that's Disney for him. That's, yeah. that's the park. <laughs> yeah. well, why was he hiding his caller ID? <laughs> <laughs> Whose phone was it? He, he must know that. Him the phone. He must, it was the home phone, so he must know his mum's number by now. Like, is the mum being fought? <laughs> You have to put 411 in America. Yeah. And to do 411, it, it charges you 90, 99 cents. So it's just like, was the son doing that? Is he doing 411 to call people? <laughs> he really wanted that trip to Disneyland. <laughs> when was this film set? I have no idea. Um, oh, God. This... What fuck she got a home landline for? <laughs> there was a landline in 2020. Yeah, still... What type of... I swear he has a different... Does he have a flip phone almost as well? Yeah. He gets out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they actually filmed this in like 2003? And then like didn't release it till this year? Maybe it's like set in, you know, years ago. Years ago. <laughs> I don't know when it would be. It's, it's a weird... It is a weird one. We should have got the director on here as well. We should have. I'd love to know what he'd have to say about all this. Um, so Jeff takes a pile of cases to Kelly and they have women taking sleeping pills and slitting their wrists, very specific cases and Kelly just thinks he's being silly and doesn't know what their motive could be and we find out what their motive is they hate women yeah, essentially she says he's got this theory yeah and he had a theory earlier which turned out alright Kelly even admitted it she was like, yeah it worked in the end about 19 prominent women over a 10-year period in, in, La in Los Angeles. There's only been 19 prominent women in 10 years. <laughs> Remember this. Just the 19 <laughs> who committed suicide in a very similar way to his wife. <laughs> Why has it taken them 19, 19 years to figure, figure it out? Fucking hell. <laughs> There's been thousands of suicide cases in Los Angeles. You know, it's, it's a well-populated place, very busy. Of the 10 years and these thousands of suicides, only 19 have been prominent women. <laughs> Whoa. These police oh, are, they're not, they're not very good at investigating, are they? If they can't figure no, out. No, no. I mean, with that many women. It's, it's interesting to see how the director, I assume he wrote the film as well, how he views uh, famous women. Maybe know, he, there's only 19 of them. He's <laughs> 19. Who was it that wrote this? It's, oh, it's in Gil's Daoist. Uh, he wrote it. Oh. Um, 
and I don't think I've seen anything else by him. No, no. I haven't. This this is probably a debut, and probably his last film as well. No, this this is the um, fu- this is the last film that he has written, and he hasn't done anything uh, since. Oh, so um, Kelly can't work with him on this, so he takes his shit and leaves. And in a bizarre series of events, um, he goes back to his apartment, starts writing "I hate you." Uh, on all the pictures in the room and then starts shouting, I hate you! I hate you! <laughs> and it starts trashing the place. <laughs> this was a highlight at Fright Fest. Yeah. I, I'm sure more people laughed at this than they probably laughed at any comedy film. It's hilarious, but also maybe a little sad <laughs> because I feel like the screenwriter, director and Sean Ashmore all thought they were doing something really good with this. <laughs> And they were like, this is the scene. This is when the Oscar nominations are announced. This is the scene they're going to choose. <laughs> this is the one. He's, really, he's just getting into the mindset of the killer. You know, this is... We're in Jodie Foster territory here. This is real good stuff. <laughs> right, you've got to shout hate at these photos now. And three, two, one... Yeah, this 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 was bizarre to watch for the first time. It was even more bizarre watching the second time. Um, he then lies on the floor for a little bit, and we get a fancy black and white edit where there's five different versions of him looking confused and shaking his head. That's like fucking Stephanation Army, doesn't it? I that, yeah, I, I think that's where I sort of was really confused by this film, and my girlfriend as well. When because she was with us, she was like, "That's where she switched off." She's like, this film, she left. This she film left. can't get any worse. She was like, I'm going back to the hotel to sleep now. I can't watch any more of this dog shit. <laughs> but why is this a see Why this, like, uh, I say this loosely, artistic flair all of a sudden? <laughs> Have um, you ever seen The Cell with uh, Jennifer Lopez? No. It's when it's a film based on her. Uh, I think she's an FBI detective who physically gets into the mind of a serial killer and goes through his brain. And <laughs> this is potentially what I feel they were trying to do in this scene. <laughs> but Maybe. really, it was just five of his heads shouting, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> yes. It's, it's it's rare to have a film this funny, uh, and you can only get a film this funny by accident. Like, yeah. the fact that they thought they were yeah. actually making a serious film here. Yeah. That's why it's so funny. Because, I mean, you get films like um, Sharknado and stuff like that, where you can tell they're purposely trying to be bad. Uh, but this, th- this is just accidentally bad, and that's the best kind of trash. Well... <laughs> <laughs> First I think time round, yes. Yeah, I think for me, like when you speak about things like the bit trying to be serious, it's the room that's always one that everyone speaks about. Yeah. But that's like yeah. I can watch that many times because of how ridiculous it is. Like I've gone and seen that too many times when it's shown at Prince Charles Cinema. But with this, I wouldn't want to go and watch it again. I wouldn't want to watch it in the cinema <laughs> because I would still just be like, why am I putting myself through this? Because there is a point where it, it stops being fun for a little bit. And tries to be yeah, too yeah. serious, like it dra- it drags out, and then it's not until um, later on when Lin Shay's at the park that it then starts to <laughs> pick back up again. 
Yeah, there are a few moments where it does drag, and I find that especially in the third act when when he kidnaps his son, and she's like, "Fucking, this is going on for so long now." Yeah, I, I think the, the beauty of the room is that he was trying, but um, his try, Tommy Wiseau's sort of trying was about a quarter of everyone else's. He <laughs> wasn't really trying that hard. Whereas in this film. You can you can tell that they're trying to do something and they're trying to say something and they're trying so hard and it's not working that it becomes painful in yeah. sections. <laughs> and and also you know the themes are completely different. Uh, the room is a very silly sort of love triangle, whereas this is actually women being murdered in yeah. quite horrible ways. <laughs> And then it's, it suddenly becomes comical, which I think is a little jarring at times. Yeah, so he... he so after the all I ate you um, scene, he gets the list together and Kelly comes to visit him. Uh, and he acts like a serial killer. <laughs> this is him getting into the mind of a killer. Yeah, what is, yeah, what is the line he says? What's the line? Yeah, so you about, he says... <laughs> exact words. Well, first of all, he, he explains exactly how they murdered his wife. We get a flashback to it. We don't hear him saying it, but we assume that's what he's saying. And then he says, and they're gone. Just like that. I made a list of the women I would kill next if I were these men. <laughs> How many people are on this list? Because again, it's not very long. I think it's, it's only like five. It's five people on his list, I think. I think so. <laughs> Currently, at that time, at that day, there were five prominent women in Los Angeles. <laughs> It's just a journalist. I think it's a journalist, the first person that he's yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and a lawyer. One of them's a lawyer. Like, there are plenty of female lawyers. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah, so he, 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 tells, he tells Kelly that these are the people he would kill. Uh, she's scared, understandably. And um, she thinks he's going crazy. Uh, wanting to put your, he wants to put a, a bunch of women, uh, random women, on, under police surveillance uh, until these men attack them. And... Uh, she doesn't want to tell her boss that there's a theory about two men suiciding famous women. Suiciding. That's a real term, apparently. Is it actually? No, it's not. Oh, shit. <laughs> of course it's not. Suiciding. <laughs> sure, surely that's... Yeah, that's not the word. Like most scenes in this film, it quickly ends. She tells him to figure it out she leaves. Like, really, she should be reporting him right now. He's got a list of people who said he would kill. Yeah, <laughs> because at the, if, at the end of all of this, it turns out that he killed his wife because because he didn't call the police straight away when he found her. No. You know, so he could have killed his wife. Yeah. He could have done, you know, he's been AWOL. He's barely been at the police station. They call him the suicide guy. <laughs> he's there covering his tracks from all these suicides. <laughs> he's just given her a list of five prominent women in the Los Angeles area that he would kill <laughs> and she, she just leaves. Well, we, we're not giving them protection. They need fucking protection from him. <laughs> so, in, a, in another really bizarre series of events, he goes to a park, Lynchay's sitting there, we're back to the camera. She's not moving at all. So this is really badly dubbed up and she says, don't let him catch you. Come on. Get that boy. Get that boy right there. <laughs> just, this person never knew how people speak in the park because normally they just let their kids <laughs> run around. They don't start shouting at the kids, get that boy. Get him. 
<laughs> Imagine you have a kid's parent. Are you fucking kidding me? Get that boy. What the fuck? Leave my kid alone. It's friends, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Jeff sits down and the badly dubbed voiceover immediately stops. <laughs> you missed. Uh, that's that's the thing. There. They. They dubbed earlier on in this film. Um, that's yeah. one of the goofs that's on IMDb. Apparently when he walks up the stairs, um, when he goes back to the apartment, his footsteps don't match with the wood. And apparently it's the sound of someone walking on concrete instead. <laughs> so they love to dub stuff in this film. Oh. Did you just say dubstep? <laughs> they love, they love, dub, they love dubstep in this film. That would have made it so much better, wouldn't it? He says, I hate you, and then it goes into drop, dropping the bass as soon as he says, I hate you. That's when we get the black and white edit. It's for a music video. I thought you were making a cheesy joke. <laughs> I was actually about to say, well done. <laughs> so, dubstep. And then Jeff sits with his mum on a park bench and tries to talk to her about a case. But I don't want to hear it. I'm sick of you going about this fucking case all the time. And then he's like, but I can prove it. It's like, Oh my god! <laughs> what? Suddenly she believes. Just because he says he can prove it, she doesn't want to know how he can prove it. She's like, "Oh my god, I trust you. How close are you to catching them?" And she's like, "If you think you can try and catch these son of a bitches, sons of bitches, then you need to do it." I'll explain to Frankie. This is a defining moment in your life. <laughs> is it? She just. How has she just switched just like that? Yeah. Like she tells yeah. she tells him to move on, sell his sell his flat, and all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, yeah, you can do this." So make up your mind if you want your son to stop doing the case, or if you want him to actually do it. <laughs> there must be a whole other sequence in here that's cut out, and this will be in the director's new cut of it. I think she was still talking to the kids when she she's like, "Get those sons of bitches!" Yeah. <laughs> I believe you. Well, Frankie, Get those sons of bitches. Frankie comes over. And he wants to know if they're going to Disneyland. Oh, <laughs> These kids. And then he says to he's like, have you caught the bad guys yet? And he's like, no, but I will. And the kid says, I know you will, because you're Batman. What? No, you're not. You're Jeff Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking to his kid about the case in front of Lynn Shea, and she doesn't give a shit now. No. <laughs> Yeah, these bastards killed your mum. He's gonna get him. He's gonna get him. He is. Get those. Get them. Get those boys. <laughs> we get this is a scene you mentioned earlier on. We get a montage of Jeff driving around, crossing the names of this, and then he sits in his car for far too long. It changed from night to day about five times. Yeah, it keeps doing a sunset, and then it looks like he gets Subway at one point, and he's just eating the sandwich <laughs> in the car. And it just keeps. It's like they they were trying. They did the music video shot, and they thought, all right, we can fit a time lapse in it, but keep just changing the colours all over the place, so no one knows what's actually going on. They should have just put three months later when the time lapse had finished. You just been sat in this car for that long. <laughs> it's like something from The Simpsons. <laughs> you saw Simpsons like that, Jesus. I feel like someone. Um, I feel like they must. Have seen, I feel like they must have seen GTA. When you go into a new mission, yes. it does a time lapse, and they thought, right, we can do that. <laughs> His final someone with binoculars. Kelly calls him and says, someone called Amanda Tyler, a woman who's on his hit list, uh, is being stalked by someone. 
And <laughs> he's spying on the exact person at that time. And she's like, you're watching her, aren't you? He's like, yeah, I am. So um, she just called him, telling him stuff that he probably shouldn't know. And then she tells him he has to leave it alone. You literally just tried helping him. <sighs> Lynn Shea believes him. <laughs> well, so Jeff spots Mark and Adam, calls Kelly back and tells her to send back up. He goes to the house. He catches them slitting this woman's wrist. And uh, he says, put your hands behind your head. You too. <laughs> what, what I don't get is when, when did he see Jeff and Adam? Jeff and Adam. Adam. Mark, and Adam. Mark and Adam, whatever the fuck their names the are. The Suicide Boys. Yeah, so the Suicide Boys. I like that you keep saying Suicide Boys because it's like some weird rap group. In <laughs> <laughs> suicide Boys, but they've got dollar signs with the S's in their name. <laughs> <laughs> when did he see them as they were entering? Yes. Yeah. He sees so them. Just... How long did it take him to get just, in there? It's weird. He sees them walk in front of the house, but then he just gets out of his car and they do the really dramatic music of him walking up the stairs really slowly, but keep on looking around the whole house. And it's like, yeah. mate, they're, up, they're upstairs. Why do you keep looking back and forth and pointing your gun everywhere? <laughs> but it also, it took. <laughs> them ages to get Elizabeth to that point in the mm, bath. Yeah. It took ages. Oh, it's done so quickly. It was so quickly and she, he walks in and finds them with whoever, Amanda Taylor in the bath all, all ready to go. <laughs> She's already taken the pills. Like, Jesus. <laughs> She's alright then. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. She, yeah, she just came in straight away. She's like, <laughs> Mark, does he help her throw yeah. up? Yeah. He, yeah. 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 So Amanda Taylor lives. Um, well, they tell him to put his gun down, which he does, and they take him out of the bathroom by gunpoint. They have a really long conversation about how Adam was worried about killing Elizabeth because she was married to a cop. Eventually, the police arrive um, and they leave. So they, they go and shoot the police officers, and Mark tells Adam to take off with a contingency plan. Uh, Jeff holds Mark at gunpoint. The rest of the police arrive. And then we get a really long shot of some hills... We don't know why, but this has no connection with anything else. Get these really big hills, and there's a voiceover from Jeff and Kelly providing exposition about how Mark's wife killed herself in a bathroom with the same setup as the victims, and Adam was only five, to which Jeff replies, five? <laughs> what I don't understand is that, oh, what the fuck is their name? Mark, is it Mark? Mark and Adam. Mark and Adam. <laughs> Sorry, very professional this podcast. Um, Mark and Adam kill the police officers that arrive, you know, willy-nilly. They just kill them. Yeah. Yeah, for, and for the rest of this film now, they have many moments where they could just kill Jeff. They have, they have no connection to Jeff. They, don't, they really don't care. They're only out to kill women. But they always just kind of let Jeff go. Yeah. And... It's for me. That's just really poor writing because it's like this film could have been over and done with right there and then. They could have just went into that bathroom and shot Jeff and be like, "Yeah, yeah you're done. Thank you." You know, <laughs> kill the two police officers outside because it was so easy for them to do so and just drive off. But then you have this whole fucking convoluted bullshit plot that finishes the film and drags it out. Yeah, th this is where it gets really messy now. <laughs> messier than before, of course. They find their hideout, Mark and Adam's hideout, and it looks exactly like Jeff's hideout. 
um, which I, I still think looks, you know, I still think Kelly should have arrested Jeff because his highlight looks exactly the same as theirs. <laughs> um, and in, let's be fair as well. If the, the Suicide Boys had just ran off, then Jeff would have been in quite a compromising position. Yeah. Like the police would have turned up, found Jeff with this woman who'd be, you know, murdered potentially in the same way that his wife was killed. This woman on his list of women <laughs> that he would kill next, a woman whose newspaper clippings and photos are plastered all over his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like Lynn like Shea just suddenly they'd be like oh yeah we believe you you're right yeah two blokes was it yeah okay, okay we'll go find them yeah we'll go find them yeah um, I mean, even though he had Mike he could have just been he could have just had a random guy there Jeff's more suspicious than Mike yeah but they, he interrogates Mike anyway um, yeah not recorded none of this is recorded no <laughs> As a long-time fan of the bill. You're changing <laughs> names now. You just said interrogates Mike. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, Mike. 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 Yeah, oh, Mark. Mike for the rest of my life. What, what film are you talking Mike? about? No, Mike. There's no Mike in this film. That's his stage name for the Suicide Boys when, when they're doing gigs. Um, so, <laughs> Jeff interrogates Mark, should I say, uh, tells him that he needs to find Adam. So, Mark then tells him his entire life story, because, I mean, Jeff asks him to. Uh, so he tells him his entire life story about how his father left, his mother couldn't handle him because he was a little shit. Uh, she killed herself. He then got adopted by his mum's friend who punished him because uh, she thought he drove his mum to suicide and then he killed his mum's friend. And Jeff, who asked him for the story, asks why he's telling him this. <laughs> <laughs> so... Mike's telling him this because he wants him to Mike, understand his way of Mike. thinking. Oh, Mike, Mark! Mark! <laughs> Mark tells him this because he wants him to understand his way of thinking and tells him that he has contingency plans. So Kelly takes Jeff to his mum, who's now arrived at the police station. She's, she makes some noises. Um, I, I don't know what these noises were. <laughs> it's Lynchay crying. Is that what it's meant to be? He's just got a very distinct cry. Um, yeah, and there's a note saying, my father for your son. So this is when we get the scene that he said was in the trailer. Oh, slow motion. <laughs> Slow-mo slow punched to the desk and uh, knocks a paper over. Yeah, two pieces of paper. That's what I, I, don't, I... Were they meant to put more on that table when he just has to flick stuff off the table <laughs> and they thought, yeah, just two pieces of paper, just swish those away with your hand and that will um, <laughs> that'll be enough. <laughs> he's meant to be so angry and that's all he does <laughs> so Adam takes Frankie to a motel and tells him that Jeff asked him to take him there and that he's his new partner Frankie doesn't again he doesn't give a shit no what I don't understand is where has Adam picked him up from <laughs> if it's school then hell no that would not happen these days no. <laughs> You're just like some random guy just come and pick the kid up. So that doesn't work. Picked him up from a friend's house. None of this makes any sense. Doesn't anyone question? I know it could be the dad or whatever, but doesn't anyone ever question why have you brought this kid to the motel? You two yeah, don't look. Yeah. You two exactly don't look any, anything alike. Yeah. Why are you taking this kid into this <laughs> motel room? 
He's clearly too young to have a kid that age as well. So he wouldn't get over. Well, yeah, really. It, it's, it's, yeah, it, there's no logic to this. Because what would the fuck was Lynn Shea doing? Just cause, you know, <laughs> why was she not picking him up? If there was a certain time he needed picking up, Lynn Shea would be there. Yeah. Lynn, you know, they don't make out that Lynn Shea's been beaten up or anything no. like that and him being kidnapped. He's literally just picked him up from God knows where. And Frankie's like, okay, that's all right. <laughs> <sighs> so we've just looked into that more than the actual rights of the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh yeah, we'll just explain. No one will ask any questions. <laughs> no one ever. No one will ever do a podcast on this, will they? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. I'm sorry. Um, Jeff screams in Mark's face and tries strangling him. That's his right. His correct name. Mark. Yes. Um, and Mark says, "A female police captain. You don't see that every day." Uh, <laughs> he then figures out that she took Jeff's job and tells him to make sure his balls are still attached. Is this, does the writer just, like, you can write a film like this, but it seems like he really hates women. Like, even if you do have women <laughs> yeah. in the film, it seems like you just, exactly. you don't, like, I know it's just for, the, for how the characters are meant to be, but it also just comes across as, uh, is this writing really okay, what you've put in the film? Because it just doesn't, there's nothing and, good and about them. Yeah, and that's the problem because there's no one really defending that point of view. No. So at no point does Jeff disagree with him. He doesn't say, no, you know, this is Kelly. She's done this off her own back. She's a great police officer. He just sort of allows the conversation to happen and she doesn't really defend herself. So no. what, what I found a lot in this film is that they're trying to say something about women without actually predominantly featuring women. Yeah. <laughs> And that doesn't work. No, it, it <laughs> you just have to have women in yeah. your film to say something. Yeah, and, and whilst it, it is easy to laugh, but let's, let's not forget this is a film that really badly depicts suicide and a terrible representation of women. Like, it, 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 on, on a serious note, this is so badly written. Yeah, it, it's it's time to figure out what the writer was trying to say. Yeah. Um, because you could read it as him not liking women. Yeah. And because Jeff's Jeff's our hero, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, Jeff's the one that rides off into the sunset. Spoiler alert, Kelly gets a bullet in her head. It's not too he doesn't care. He doesn't care he about doesn't that. Really, does he? he doesn't take long to <laughs> mourn her death. Before we get to that point, uh, Mark says they'll give Jeff his son uh, if he gets immediate release. Jeff points the gun at him and puts it down on the table. <laughs> to which, oh, obviously, yeah, Mark grabs it immediately and points it at Jeff and Kelly. Yeah. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> this guy is the worst detective from any film. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid. So, and this does lead to Kelly's demise. He leads them out by gunpoint. No one in the police station tries to stop him. Yeah. They just walk out. Yeah. Walk, up the little, walk up the little, give... yeah. <laughs> just up the little slope, and then just shoots her outside. Yeah, yeah, and he says it's to give Jeff his job back. Jeff has a little scream, and then he isn't bothered. They just drive off. Yeah, and that's <laughs> it. it. It's not really dealt with after that. No. At all. it's just yeah, she's dead. So, so really, Captain Kelly, all she really did was not believe Jeff for the majority yeah. of the film, get proven wrong on two occasions. And then get a bullet in her head because 
she was deemed to have stolen Jeff's job. Yeah. To which Jeff at no point actually corrected that. No. Theory. He wasn't even in a rush to try and get his job back either. He didn't seemingly didn't even care. He did it himself. <sighs> Poor Captain Kelly. She deserved better than that, I tell you. So Frankie's watching a Superman cartoon and has a bit of a bitch about his dad, doesn't he, to Adam. So, oh, he's, he's shit daddy is. He's never around. Uh, he's never around. He's always late. <laughs> and Adam says his mum was like that. And they both bond over their mums being dead. So Mark... Lovely. <laughs> Mark provides more exposition. <laughs> Mark provides more exposition and reveals that he killed his wife because she got a job at a law firm and took the job too seriously. What? Essentially. <laughs> what was her name? Uh, what was her name? Felicia. Felicia, it was Felicia, Felicia. yes. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> You're taking your career far too seriously, so I've had to kill you. <laughs> That's so problematic. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <sighs> so, Jeff gets his gun back. Eventually. Tells Mark to call Adam. Mark calls Adam to have him stick to the plan and Jeff knocks him out. But he gets the, he gets the gun back with such ease. Like, in so many <laughs> if I had a gun to my head, you know, in films, generally, they sort of do whatever they're told. So this guy, he drives all the way and then suddenly he's able to, like, disarm him <laughs> in a matter of seconds. Like, yeah, gun's mine. <laughs> He could have done that way before, yeah. and with Captain Kelly would still be alive. Could have done it in the interrogation. Exactly. Her death is all of his fault. <laughs> all of it is his fault. So... <laughs> Anyone has blood on their hands. Jeff has blood on his yeah. hands too. He is a villain of this film. He is a fucking villain. He is. He's no anti-hero, he's an actual villain. <laughs> So Alan gives Frankie, he, he tells, tries to tell him Frankie to take some sleeping pills. Anki, uh, Anki? Excuse <laughs> me. Well, we've got Anki, Mike. It's almost driving me insane. Um, Frankie refuses to take them because he was told never to take anything from strangers, but he just gets in a car. <laughs> no, yeah. My grandmaster's never to take anything from strangers. <laughs> but you'll go to a motel with one. <laughs> Adam pulls his gun out, and Frankie then believes he's a cop and takes the pills, uh, pretends to take the pills, um, spits them out when Adam leaves the room. So Jeff calls Adam, tells him to bring his son, and uh, Jeff shoots Mark in the leg, and tells Adam to bring him to the address he's about to text him. So Adam arrives with Frankie, and tells uh, Jeff how he became really good friends with Frankie. That's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> you became really good friends with his son in a motel room. Anyway, <laughs> Mark tells him uh, to let it go to court whilst Frankie gets to spend time with Uncle Adam. That's even worse. Oof, I, I don't know where they were going with this Uncle Adam business. <laughs> I, I think they were trying to make Jeff think that something was happening. <sighs> so Jeff shoots Mark's other leg and we get a lovely spurt of CGI blood. <laughs> There's so much CGI in this film. <laughs> I, I hate this ending. I absolutely hate it. Yeah, he, he says he's going to start counting. Each time he gets to three, he'll lose another limb. So, counts to three, shoots his hand, more CGI blood. Um, and then he just shoots Mark in the head. Yeah, so there's this whole standoff 
bullshit thing, isn't it? With Adam <laughs> yeah. got a gun, Jeff's got a gun, Mark's getting shot in the leg, and uh, Mark says, I made you, Jeff, just like the women in my life made me. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know if it's tying together the themes of the fucking film, I don't know. But they're just talking shit for a very long time. <laughs> and, then, and then you have this really, Mark, my, my, not Mark, he's already dead. Jeff and Adam have a really long fight on the floor. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the thing that bothers me the most, is that they don't ever have the camera close up on this fight. No. And in the whole interview, it said he took it to he did four different shots because he wanted it to be all one take or whatever. But the camera goes away and it's blurry, and you can tell that it's stunt yeah. doubles because they don't want to show who's actually fighting. <laughs> so you keep on just seeing these two men just wrestle each other, and it's like, well, that's not actually the actual actual actors. What is going on right now? Why have we just got blurry <laughs> fighting? It's just really lazy. And then. <laughs> But whilst this is going on, Frankie's calling for help from the boot of the car. So he can't get out of the boot. It's important to remember. Yeah. He's stuck in there. Um, but I think we find out why we didn't see any close-ups. Because Jeff, uh, we get a close-up eventually of Jeff continuously punching, supposedly Adam, but he's just punching towards the camera. And there is spit and snot going everywhere. And when he stops punching, there are two long pieces of snot dangling down from his nose. There really is. It, I said earlier that the I hate you moment was the clip they showed at the Oscars. <laughs> this was Sean Ashmore thinking this is the moment he won the Oscar. This is it. I put my snot and my spit into this role. And this is it. I've won. I'm, I'm a father fighting for my son's life. This is the moment. This is the... <laughs> His snot was the best actor in the whole film. Oh, don't. <laughs> Why leave that in there? <laughs> so, it worked in Blair Witch. <laughs> and it only works in Blair Witch. So, <laughs> no, fuck off. I never, yeah, I never want to see a fight see scene of, of that happening. Like, imagine no. every single fight movie, just someone having snot running down their nose at the end of the fight. <laughs> So he asks, why did you kill all these women? And Adam says, my father raised me that way. Frankie, in the meantime, lets himself out of the boot. Yeah, he does, <laughs> yeah. So, somehow. No, no, that's not going to happen. He no. could have just let himself out. Yeah. He's not tied up, is he? No. I think the whole idea, and this isn't explained very well in the film, the whole idea is that he's pretended to be asleep. He didn't take the sleeping pill. He's pretended to be asleep, been put in the boot of the car. Adam thinks that he's asleep. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming. I, I, I can't Apparently this kid, however old he is, eight or I don't know, is able to get himself out of the boot of the car. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, whatever. Maybe, you know, it's from cartoon. <laughs> but, but he decides to do this right at the very end. Yeah. So he's it, a bit like him actually asking Adam some questions about who he is and what his intentions are. <laughs> he's left it all to the very end. And he's decided this is the best time to get out of the boot, not like, you know, before or the moment. Before the snot came The out. moment he heard his dad's voice, or yeah, pre snot. Um, but yeah, apparently he's a kid genius. Yeah, so Jeff takes him to the car. Jeff arrests Adam off screen uh, whilst Frankie sits in the car, and then he throws his detective badge out the window when he gets in. 
Frankie leaves the car, gets the badge, gives it back to Jeff and says, catch bad guys, Dad. That's your job. People need you. <laughs> really? <laughs> He's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff sees his wife in the rearview mirror. <laughs> drives off, leaves Adam Hancock to, the, to his car. And we end on superhero star music and Jeff driving away, holding his son's hand whilst they're both smiling. Doesn't doesn't Adam's, doesn't Adam say, You just gonna leave me here? And then says yeah, I yeah. then I <laughs> says I love you to his dad his dead dads. Yeah. <laughs> Set up for a sequel, obviously. And then the police cars come, don't they? Yes. And see that Jeff Anderson's killed another man. <laughs> yeah. Um So that's Anderson Falls. Yeah. Well, it's actually called yeah, as as the night falls in uh, Russia. Just I'm just looking at the other <laughs> name. Darkness falls, a cup on the edge. <laughs> Do you know what woman has the most prominent role in that film? Who appears the most? <laughs> the woman who dies within the first the five minutes. The woman who dies within the first five minutes because she gets so many fucking flashbacks to her. She's, she has about two lines in the film, but we see her the fucking most. <laughs> and I feel that perfectly represents this film. Yeah. Is that it tries so hard to say something about men and their relationship with successful women, I'm assuming, because that's the plot of the film. That's the, that's the grand twist. Um, but it can't do that because it doesn't feature any fucking women. <laughs> and it's so condescending that it <laughs> insinuates that the only prominent women, there's only, what, 19 in like 10 yeah. years? And they're, what, an artist, a lawyer, and what was the, the painter? Other one? Oh, yeah, you said that. Yeah, um, an artist, a lawyer. What journalist. A journalist. That's the only, so that's the only the jobs they can take. That's women get in Los yes. Angeles. That's the most prominent women get. <laughs> so, Luke, what's your closing thoughts on the film? It was fun the first time, but on the second time, it's just, it's not the same. Seeing it on a big screen is like that, that experience of just, yeah, like when I saw The Room for the first time with this, it's just, you laugh at those parts, but watching it the second time, you're just like, oh, I can't laugh as much at this. It's just yeah. drag, drags for, on for too long. And the... Yeah, the the whole message of it is quite weird. Like it doesn't really, it doesn't really have a message. It just, the writer should have just wrote a film called I Hate Women and that should just be called. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's probably his next film. <laughs> yeah, if, he, if he gets the next film because he hasn't got any up, upcoming projects on his um, IMDb. It just looks like he's just pr- producing movies and the last movie he produced was that new one done by one of the writers of Final Destination. Completely forgot the name. Oh God! Really? Don't look. Don't oh, look. Don't choice. look back. Or whatever it's called. Yeah, we made a good choice not watching that then. And he has got a new film out, has he? Yeah, it's about a prominent woman <laughs> who uh, opens up her own bakery. She opens up her own bakery and gets killed. It's a Christmas <laughs> film. She she's a white woman that finds love <laughs> with a mysterious handsome man that's come to town. She's prominent because she owns her own business. <laughs> Yes, one of one of many wonderful films we watched at Fright Fest, Anderson Falls. Yeah, it's it's it not was, even close to being the worst. It was funny the first time. <laughs> it was funny with a crowd, 
and because we didn't know what we were expecting, so it was funny. Unfortunately, the way our podcast works is that I have to sit down and I have to analyse <laughs> every single moment of a film so we can talk about it for an hour, hour and a half. For great films like Psycho and Shining, it's a pleasure. And I love delving deep. Psycho? Psycho Obviously, Psycho. Shining. What's that? I forgot to say, you, <laughs> you know earlier on when you said homicide? You were, you were here afterwards. Yeah. You said homicide instead. <laughs> That's the new name of the podcast. <laughs> That's actually what Gary's going to be done for. <laughs> That's Gary's autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but then when you have to analyse a film like this, it's fucking painful. <laughs> it really is. Was it as painful as analysing the Beast of Bunny though? No, no. There we go. The beast oh the Beast the Bunny. Oh. Yeah. That's our low, isn't it? Our, our lowest low. I think that is our lowest low <laughs> on the podcast. This is fucking close. Next up, dangerous to know. <laughs> oh god don't put yourself through that oh my god I forgot <laughs> no one's got enough time for that we wouldn't be able to write a bit down you can't hear anything in the film so that was Anderson Falls um, if you're on social media let us know if you've seen Anderson Falls it's only 99 pence yeah 99 pay on uh, Prime <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're Horacle Trash over on Instagram and Facebook we're Horacle Trash on Twitter Listen on iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe. Like a follow link house. That includes you, director of Anderson Falls. If you're listening to this, give us a nice review. Uh, <laughs> do you think he's going to listen to this? He might do. Oh, well, he might be open for a discussion. Do you think he's waiting? He's searching the hashtag every day, waiting for something to come up. <laughs> I'm Gazmo. Six projects on the go. He's a busy man. <laughs> I'm Gazmo205 on Instagram, GazCruz92 on Twitter, Gazmo2 on Letterboxd, what are you? I'm, what am I? I'm Chris Barker 823 on Instagram, Letterboxd and Twitter. Luke, what are you? Uh, I'm Vegan Luke on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, all those fun things. Well, our last two guests, we weren't really able to ask this, they don't really do a lot, but <laughs> well, <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to promote, we've got coming up. No, <laughs> because if, 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 oh, so like, I'm so, yeah, the only thing I've got coming up is me doing bad movies in May next year. Like, but I don't know if that's even going to happen. Like, I'm doing the whole at the Colchester Fringe, but it's probably going to get cancelled. I don't know. I was meant to have, I was meant to do the show four times this year, but <laughs> haven't been able to. So that's the only thing I've got yeah, coming up. Absolutely. Absolutely worth mentioning because obviously people listen to us because they like listen to people talk shit about bad movies. You have a whole show dedicated to bad movies. Yeah, so uh, I don't I don't know when I'm gonna be able to do it again. I've only done it once, and that was it's been a year since I've done that now, which is weird. Since I did oh, the that's that's so fast. First preview. It was a year. Yeah. Wow. Well, keep an eye out for that. Hopefully, it'll be going ahead. Uh, we'll be back next week. Well, we're we'll back on Friday doing original versus remake with Sorority Row, and we'll be back. <laughs> what you seem to really struggle with that? Then I know I was trying to be wrong. Sorority yeah. Row, and we're back a week today talking the town that banned or the town that cancelled Christmas. Our first Christmas film of the year. First Christmas film. <laughs> that should be lots of fun. <laughs> So, we will see you on Friday. Bye.